Keep my name out your mouth. Now listen up. The tradition of Festivus begins with, with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. But now it's back to the lab. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 176th episode of the Hungry Games Podcast, Best of Us Edition. We are powered by APIC.net and Audio Technica. I am the extremely humble host, Brendan White, and my very first grievance is I'm still hungover two days later. But uh, you can find me, Brendan Apeard, and joining me today on the airing of grievances, the Festivus for the best of us, Miss Ali Hart, you can find her at Miss Ali Hart, and Salim Abraham, you can find him looking for a shirt, and also at Salim TD, <laughs> what is going on, you sexy, shirtless, and jacket-wearing mofos, what up? <laughs> yes, I'm doing good, how about yourself, Brennan? Uh, as, as I let in, I am still hungover from a Christmas party on Friday night. Uh, the old man body don't bounce back like it once did. Uh, those, uh, those crack and dry and limes have knocked me around oh. the world several times over and, uh, snack daddy is hurting. <laughs> that sounds, uh, like an awful combination. Why are you drinking crack and dry and lime? It's delicious. Oh, Kraken. Yeah. Like spice rum. It's like, no, I just thought you were being brutally honest on the podcast. Then it's like crack and dry. <laughs> like all right. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm not on. Oh, no, don't don't smoke crack. So uh, these parties aren't that type Happy of party. Happy Festivus. I should say spice rum, sometimes of the Sailor Jerry or Captain Morgan flavor, but in this instance, it was Kraken, K R A K E N, with dry or ginger ale and lime. I always find my Delicious. hangovers with where I've had crack cocaine to be the worst as well, Brennan. I can totally yeah. empathize. <laughs> yeah. Totally yeah. empathize. I just gotta just gotta know when to say no. And clearly I didn't. But um yeah, my my head and soul is very much held together with sticky tape and blue tack at the moment. Like I got home at two thirty, Archer came in at quarter to six, and then I had to be at a kid's birthday party oh, for eight thirty. No. At Inflatable World, which is a big giant tin shed full of inflatable bouncy castles. And the temperature from by nine o'clock was 37 degrees outside. So oh. I was just dying and sweating and nearly crying being at this party because I was just a very broken man and I'm still the recovering. Sweating should have helped though, sweating it all out. Ah, oh, it just, you know, like when you just sweat for the sake of sweating, like I'm not like. <laughs> active you're just sitting there and it's that hot just the brow is like this little lake settlement on my like above my eyebrows it was disgusting yeah. can i you're ask you and i was like that the shiny. whole time as an aspiring beard grower to a seasoned beard veteran like yourself what is the sweat situation within the beard like oh it holds well, it's, it actually, holds. it's oh. like sponge it holds it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it holds like big beards like for, for all their um, regal and majestic beauty, uh, in the hot, when you're sweating, it just, it traps. It's like a sponge. Like, I can have a shower and if I don't sort of dry my beard with a towel afterwards, I can sort of hit it and like shake water loose like it's a tree. Yeah. Okay, that, that's gross. It's a little bit gross. <laughs> You've turned me off and so I'm clean make sure you clean. <laughs> How about you guys? How you doing? We're here for the second last time. We're uh, 
doing our, our yearly Festivus recap here on the Hungry Gamers. Uh, Dreamo, you're looking good. Uh, as, as he alluded to their listeners, he is debating going down the beard route. Mm-hmm. Miss Ali Hart's been debating on and off for a while, but I think uh, with Summer um, far away from where she is right now, maybe maybe getting on the beard train could be a good idea to survive the uh, the, the rigid winters of the US of A. So mm. we might started. be just the bearded gamers. Yeah, I'll get started on it and should be here by next summer, maybe. Oh, yeah. And then I'll shave it off. Mm. Same, same. Mustache. I reckon you could pull a mustache. I reckon I could. <laughs> you have such a... such a, a mustache. Like, ear to ear smile just thinking about that. And yeah. for some reason, I was thinking Reynolds of like a, a chaplain-esque oh. mustache on you. Ali. I was... I see. I went like rain, like uh, like like Frenchman, like kind of like t- thin, twirly, uh, like uh, yeah. what's that artist's name? Punzi McGee. Yeah, that's it. Well, that was the artist I was thinking of. Newtown hipster, one through seven hundred. That's probably closer <laughs> to the fact. There, there's a oh, grievance good. for it. It's completely yeah. unrelated. <laughs> Curly mustaches. Get, get fucked. Curly <laughs> yeah, mustache owners, so streamers, content creators, real life people. All is with your curly mustache and your little fucking mustache wax. Fuck off. Holy <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yep, all right. We have started. We're on. <laughs> and another unrelated grievance as I drink my coffee. God. Zarafas. I love Zarafas. It's like the best coffee chain in Australia, IMO. We got some double shot iced coffees yesterday afternoon as we were driving home. And I ended up getting like the equivalent of one quarter of a shot of coffee. It was just like milk with some like drips of a coffee that was in there. I'm very disappointed in that Zarafas. I know I know Rach um sent an email out about this to Zarafas yesterday afternoon because it upset her that much too. So Zarafas, you're on the blast. We want some comeuppance and we want some remuneration. So come at us Zarafas. What what, what so what's the specific the grievance fault? there? The grievance is that the quality of the coffee wasn't good. No, like like always get a double shot coffee from there in the grande size but instead of the double shot i got like a quarter of a shot like it just tasted like i was drinking milk with some ice in it my grievance is now with you using the word grande call it large that's the size it's not they, starbucks that's what they it's tall grande and oh, i can't remember what they call the bigger one again i've got oh yeah. tall grande venti yeah it's starbucks yeah and Trust venti me, I've had to learn and it. i know venti Don't say it's large. called venti cuz it's 10 10 ounces isn't it 20? I don't fucking know. Stuck in venting <laughs> with you, Brendan. All right. I'm venting on everything right now. It seems to be. <laughs> He's learning all that. You were doing it on Twitter too, by the way. I got so pissy at that. You fucking oh, yeah. opening yeah. old wounds. Fucking mashed yeah. potatoes and Fraser. Get another Lego oh, yeah. set, mate. Find more constructive things to do with your time than get mad at a coffee Whoa. place. I, I've been debating buying the big uh, $1,200 Millennium Falcon. Oh, I just got nowhere to put it. It's so big, but I got nowhere to put it. So uh, that's what he yeah. said. Maybe, maybe there's a grievance. Make your Millennium Falcon a bit smaller, oh. Lego. Come on, where do we put these things? There's no category I can fit you into today at the moment. Oh, there is. Yeah, it's grievances with each other. Oh, sorry. I'm just gonna write this down for later. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> my pen. All right, let's let's pivot into what we've been doing, and I guess it sort of weaves in nicely from the reference of Star Wars. I finished Jedi Fallen Order this week. I've been playing it all week. Holy moly, this is one of the best games of the year, hands down. It's in oh, my wow. top three. It is that good. It is so well done. I'm all about the story. I'm all about the combat. 
Respawn Entertainment should just be given the Star Wars license from now until eternity. They are crushing it. Cal Kestis, who you play, uh, who's the, the lead guy. Cameron Monaghan is the, the guy that's lending his likeness and his voice. Um, I just remember him from Gotham, where he was playing as the Joker. Really well done, uh. mind you. Um, one of the few characters well done in that Gotham show, mind you. But uh, it is so good. Jedi Fallen Order is so good. Graphically great. Story's fantastic. A couple of big, like, jaw drop, mic drop moments. The scenery, the world you travel in, the voice acting with you and your, your crew, with Sarah and Grease um, in, your, in your Mantis ship is just, oh, it's, it's phenomenal. It's like, still got that emotional. You can see... You can see the love and care and attention that Respawn have had with putting this game together. Like, it's not rushed. They've taken their time with it. They've fleshed out this world. They've brought in some characters that you're familiar with from the the greatest Star Wars universe. And it's just, it's brilliant. And just learning to to almost become a Jedi again as you play as Cal because he sort of dismissed his his Jedi powers for so long. So he's sort of relearning the tools of the trade and his abilities and unlocking these certain abilities by the end of it you do feel like you're a proper full-fledged jedi again and you just fucking whoop an ass no matter where you go and it's so fun it is so fun uh but one grievance with this game is the amount of sliding that happens in most of these worlds where like you, you a lot of the time you're traversing a tower or a tree or whatever it is and a big enemy will get in there smash your way through and then you hit like this real steep descent piece where you're like sliding on your feet almost like you're surfing or skateboarding and you sort of got to weave around these tracks and jump over shit there's too much of that respawn i don't know who said that was a good idea in your team but there's far too much sliding in this game but outside of that one of the best games of the year hands down it's probably the guy that like worked on Titanfall or something like that. It's just like, you know what's cool? Sliding. And they're like, oh, all right, we'll just let you have that one thing. Yeah. And, and they let him have a lot of that one like, thing. Sliding from <laughs> yeah. table to table. Yeah. He's got those shoes with the wheels on the back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, God. You know what my grievance with this game is? Well, not the game, but the, whoever was organizing, uh, you know, selling it um, was getting it spoiled for me or one of the big things spoiled for me in in america like there was like a thanksgiving event and they decided to show a trailer or a commercial for this game and they fucking just dropped a very important thing into yeah, the trailer they, that they was gave away some huge huge story and like whoa moments in some of the mm-hmm. most recent marketing material yeah. for this this game like my lord yep. yeah so baby, i know all right? about it now what is it? But it is so I don't good. actually know what you guys are talking about. Um, I feel like I'll need to YouTube. I'm it not going to say because lucky to any any person that didn't see it or has, still hasn't seen it. I'm not going to say. Can you just can you say it and then we'll, we'll edit it out? Wow, is that what it is, Ali? Baby Yoda <laughs> is in the game as well. That's fucking incredible. <laughs> that is incredible. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Like, I, and I said this publicly on on the on the socials earlier this week everyone's all about the baby yoda life but bd1 like your little your little sort of companion droid you have in this game he is so much cuter and better than baby yoda it's not funny i'm all about this little droid he is the best but in short fallen order is fantastic pick it up play it one of the best games of the year anyone that's a star wars fan anyone that likes a good action platformer 
you're going to love it. Respawn have done brilliantly. Can I ask you, Brendan, time to complete, uh, how long? Oh, yeah. Um, I think I've been playing for close to 30 hours. Right, okay. Thereabouts. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty meaty. Yeah, sounds, sounds, sounds pretty, pretty good, pretty reasonable. I vaguely recall reading something a couple of weeks ago about the amount of time it takes to complete the game. Some people were saying that it was quite quite straightforward and quite linear and quite easy um were you just sort of nah were you, you muddling around in certain areas or was it just for you that just was kind of the natural progression of the game taking place a bit of both like i i kept on the straight and narrow for the most part but there's a lot of areas to explore in all these worlds that you go to a lot of it is unlocked because you don't have certain abilities at the time so there is sort of that option where you can go back and, and find these secrets and find these abilities or these life canisters because um something i probably should have mentioned earlier it lends itself heavily to that dark souls bloodborne type of styling where mm. anytime you you meditate at, at one of these save spots all the enemies that you previously eliminated on that run yeah. respawn right so there is that risk reward where if you are getting low on health and you want to get to a save spot and you do your meditation everything you've weaved through will be back there. So if you need to try and then you know, navigate your way back through to, to get an item or, or progress the story, you'll have to fight through those entire waves of enemies again and again and again. So I like that it has that to it because it, there is that risk reward where you need to be more tactical in how you want to go about some of these levels and face these enemies and navigate y- your life that you have and your health canisters to try and see your way through to the end. So... It's not just mindlessly swing your lightsaber and heal and, and keep going. There is that sort of realness attached to it where every every swing, every counter, every block matters because health is a finite resource as you as you progress through the, the galaxy. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. It's so good. I'll um I'll, I'll, I'm actually more interested in picking it up now. I, I I'm glad that you you had a good time with it, mate. I love a good Star mm. Wars game. Yeah, it's 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 the best one they've made in a very long time. Mm. Very yep. long time. <laughs> yeah, if you still got your Xbox when I'm finished like doing some of this other side stuff, just trying to get all the, the lightsaber components, because you get to build and customize your own lightsaber all the time, which is fucking fantastic, mind you. I'll send down my Xbox copy if you if you want to play it. Yeah, let's do it. Why not? Alright. I actually, I, I actually, to, to play the games I've been playing this week, I've, br- I've brushed the dust off the Xbox. It has not been switched on, I reckon, in more than 12 months. And uh, she still purrs like a bloody hardware shop, mate. Mm-hmm. So happy to have her back in the team, back in the fold. Huh? Yeah. She's a classic. She's, it's a she. It's a she. Yeah. It's like boats and cars. Yeah, they're all, they're all she's for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't know why. Just that's the rule. Yeah, should I? I, I guess is this the awkward segue into what I've been playing? Yeah, this yeah. Tell us what you've been playing on that sexy Xbox that okay. purrs very loudly. Uh okay. So, um, the first thing that happened to me this week is that I went past Electronics Boutique and I found South Park: The Fractured But Whole for nine dollars, which. Uh, unbeknownst to me at the time is actually also the full version of the stick of truth as well included um so it's two south park games for nine dollars brand new now i i've played a lot of tactics games this this year and i'm, I'm a big fan of the genre and I've, I've always kind of wanted to check this game out so i decided to pick it up 
I'm kind of like still finding my feet with the game a little bit. Um, I'd say I put in about two to three hours so far. It's it's okay. It's South Park. Like this was the thing about this um, the first one, the Stick of Truth. It's so heavily centered in the world and the universe and it's done so well and you feel like you're in an episode of South Park. It's so funny. Like if you're a fan of the show, you'll just be right on board with the game, I think. But I, I actually think that in this game, it, it sort of slows it down a little bit. Tactics games are meant to be battle after battle after battle. Um, at least that's what you get with that particular genre. And um, there are probably some components of the tactics genre that are missing from the battle system in this game, which make it a little less sophisticated. Um, in particular, the size of the maps, they're so small and that doesn't really lend itself to tactics games. Tactics games, you know, you're dealing with forces on a big battlefield. It's all about maneuvering your pieces on the board. Every turn, the decisions matter. Um, and in this game, it sort of feels like it's all a bit of a wash, even on the hardest setting. Um, one thing I do love, and I know it was pro- probably not, <clears throat> excuse me, a big surprise for anyone, but the setting and the difficulty in these games your skin color is directly oh, yeah. tied to the, the <laughs> setting and difficulty of the game. Yeah. And so... Yeah, the, the darker your tone, the, the harder, harder the it game is. will be. <laughs> and it, it translates apparently to things like you just get less money for things, like for everything. Like if you find cash, you find less. Your rewards are worse. Um, I thought that was just another fun bit of um, that, that textbook South Park commentary. But... Uh, it's, you know, it is fun being in that world and being with Coonan friends and that particular part of the South Park, um, story. It was released in 2017. So, you know, a couple of seasons back, but still it's pretty fun. Brendan, I know you played this game when it came out. I, I loved it, man. Yeah. What, um, what class did you start with? Cause you get what's blaster. Yeah. The sp- speed one or fast whatever yeah, it is, it's brutalist and then it's sort of you get your subclasses off the back of that i went through i went to blaster yeah i, I did go to blaster i'm sure it opens up um as the game goes on but i i actually now that i've kind of got the first two combat buddies i do find it a little bit tough knowing exactly what everyone does yeah it's it's fine i'm, I'm i'll work it out i'll work it out I, i'm definitely going to clock this one i, I really do love Again, I love the game. And I, I, the Stick of Truth has so many great gags. I'm sure this one's going to have it as well. Uh, it does. And it's like Ubisoft did phenomenally with this game. Like uh, a, a lot of care to the franchise. A lot of that humor translates. The, the characters. And I just love the the awareness and the jabs to the, the MCU and the DCU all the time in it. Mm. You know, little in-jokes and talking of like, you know, here's, here's, our, here's our sort of, next several year cycle yeah, yeah, the yeah. movies coming out and the offshoots the and everything like, it's plan. so well done yeah yeah it's it is pretty cool um on a slightly more old man note or older man note i'm finding menu navigation quite difficult in this game <laughs> <laughs> and i hate it I, I feel so embarrassed to, to admit that <laughs> but i'm finding menu navigation so difficult and i i actually think it's the game and not me but the particularly the um, character development stuff in the game, it's set up like a D&D sheet, but there are so many different parts of that screen that you can't actually move to or select. It's, 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 uh, it's a little bit confusing, a little bit frustrating because it doesn't actually take the time to really walk you through that too much either. 
And I never thought I'd be advocating for hand-holding in tutorials, but here we are. Yeah, that's it. South Park, Fracture of a Hole. I've also been playing... I picked up The Witcher again this week. The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. Um, we are... What are we? We're 12 days at the time of recording 12 days away, away. From the Witcher Netflix TV Jeez. series. And it looks good. And it looks so good. I've, I've, I've just... In recent weeks, I've been reading the books and, and listening to them while I'm at work and... I am like so down for Witcher lore right now. Like it is such a cool fantasy universe and I just couldn't help it. So I decided to pick up the game again and start a completely fresh uh, save. And this time around, I'm actually finding it so much more rewarding, like knowing so much more about the lore of this world and uh, just the, the references to nations and conflicts and characters. It's all, it's all sinking in now. So um, I'm playing Witcher 3 and I will continue to play it right up until Netflix and then no doubt I'll be disappointed by that. I'll kick myself for that not being like, you know, released before the airing of grievances and we could sit here and talk about Henry Cavill being a rubbish Witcher. But we'll, you know, that's how it plays out. Much like the, the Game Awards, this will just have to be another contender for 2020. <laughs> I'm I'm so excited for the show to come out on Netflix and... Like, I like that they've already committed to a second season before it's even aired. So at least we know we're going to get some world building and, and some potential stories and payoffs here. Uh, everything I see of old uh, Superman as, as Geralt lends me to believe he's, he's going to be a good Geralt. Like he just embodies that character and he, and he uses that same, don't give a fuck, I'll, I'll kill everything, I'll sleep with every woman, just badass dude aura that Geralt has and and you know even just little nods like the bath scene and stuff they've got in there now and some of the monsters he fights and and some of the characters he meets I'm 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 all in for this uh and from what I've heard is is um from some people that have seen screeners and teasers is that the combat and like the sword playing this is better and shits all over Game of Thrones so if we can see some sweet sword playing combat I'm I'm gonna be all about it uh, yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm right there with you. Sorry, Ali, I'll probably cut you off there. No, I was just mumbling of that, you know, beating Game of Thrones at anything probably isn't too hard to do. No, no. And and as as I sort of uh, let off before we started recording, these books are better than uh, the Game of Thrones books, IMO. Andre Sapkowski can write a better world than George R.R. R. Martin. He's less high on his own supply. I know he's very angry and trying to get all kinds of uh, royalties now that the game has blown up and now we've got netflix tv shows and things on on the way but yeah his writing is is phenomenal uh so yeah keep him coming like he's got what i think there's eight eight books in this witcher series if i remember right they've been they've been going yes. a while i know they first came out in early 90s yeah no you're right there's two books of short stories five in the main and then there's an extra book written after that's in between um, the Jeez. second and third. I was reading all about it recently because so many yeah, bloody yeah. books. books. Books are great. I love books. Cool. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I hope, hope one of them books give you a big old paper cut. Thanks. Because they're the worst. Thanks. Take that. Yeah, you nailed yeah. me. Miss Hart, what about you? What you been doing? Oh, God. I got nothing. I've been playing Minecraft. It's just addiction. I was meant to be playing a million other different things, yet I'm still fucking addicted to that game. So 
I've just I've set myself a stupid task of setting up this giant fucking kingdom and I was like I just I have to I have to get back to it and it's bad it's the addiction's bad no one else I see on the server I don't see anyone else online so it's just me in this empty world <laughs> I'll, I'll go back to it again over the Christmas break but yeah, I've I've been down a, a Star Wars rabbit hole, and then before that, the Outer Worlds, and I still got to go back and finish Death Stranding. But um, yeah, there will be some more Minecraft action. And you know what? That's my grievance with Minecraft is that I have a bunch of fucking games that I either need to continue on with, finish, start, and yet there's some horrible like addiction that Minecraft is like keeps on drawing me back. I was going to make a joke online that if I ever returned to streaming, I th- it was guaranteed going to be destiny guaranteed. I'd get to destiny, but it could be Minecraft. now. The addiction's <laughs> real. The community's weird, but the addiction is real. real. Maybe, maybe you could go down an even darker path and be like a Roblox streamer. Oh, I've seen some nasty shit attached oh. to that. You know, I, all right. Here's, here's another grievance. All these old dudes that get on there and stream Roblox or make content for YouTube of Roblox, like Arch watches a couple of these content creators and, and it's like, motherfucker, you're nearly 40 playing this game with all these kids and you're getting all your homies on there playing with you with all these gun mods and stuff. And I'm like, what is going on here? It's so frustrating. And I just want to punch him all in the face. Yeah, there's a there's a really unsettling thing with um, a lot of communities where there's an association to kids but then older people playing it, says the girl that talked about her addiction to Minecraft. But yeah, there's like the whole, like my, was it the pony one? Bronies and that sort of uh, stuff. Yep, and then yep. there's this, uh, there's all these other little things where, you know, there's older people attached to it and it's kind of like crossing the line sometimes. But ugh, that's a side of the internet that I just don't want to start talking about. Yeah, yeah. I, I sort of have been forced into seeing a few bits here and there where, where Arch is checking out a, a, a stream on YouTube where they're playing these games and it's just, oh, it just gets my blood boiling. I, I need to need to park that and, and keep moving forward this episode. Otherwise, I'm going to go on a big old tirade about some of these YouTubers that he watches. Um, yeah. All right, quick bit of housekeeping. Obviously, this is the second last episode of The Hungry Gamers for 2019. Uh, next week, we have our game of the year and sort of end of year recap extravaganza. But uh, if uh, you're looking for other content to keep you occupied over the Christmas break, patreon.com forward slash we are 8-bit to get you exclusive access to the 8-bit cast, our bi-monthly podcast uh, covering all types of uh, areas of discussion and topics. It's just real talk. It's real good uh, by various members of the hashtag 8-bit collective or just people we know from within the industry. And you can also get access to exclusive perks and uh, on the Patreon discussion, Dreamer, I think you took out the numbers last week when I was doing the edit. So kudos, hat tip. I'll acknowledge the win there. What I do? Uh, yeah, but housekeeping. What? <laughs> what? What did I do? Ah, <laughs> oh, you're the worst. I took out the numbers. You are the worst. Last week, when when you were like, we're going to see who can who can promote the Patreon as much as we can during the episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that's another great gaffe of mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I was just giving you credit where credit's due and then you just completely poo-pooed the whole thing, which you wanted to do in the first place. <laughs> oh, mate. Don't worry. Yeah, no, it's... That was so it last was a week. barrel of laughs. Yeah. yeah, that was like seven old days ago, dude. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so when Ooh, you're done preach. checking out the uh, the Patreon there, 8bitnation.net, 8bitnation.net, that is your one singular hub for direct links to our web store on Store Envy, we're 8bit.storeenvy.com. 
and also our giveaways, our Facebook page, our Discord, and a direct link to the Patreon if you don't want to remember all these URLs. So 8bitnation.net, the one-stop shop, and the most important audio-based shop, audiotechnica.com.au or audiotechnica.com for your US Canadian fans out there. Uh, get yourself headphones, microphones, gaming headsets, turntables, and everything else in between from the best audio company in the business, audiotechnica.com or audiotechnica.com.au. Ow! Let's move on to one of these real quick. iTunes Review of the Week. And this uh, review comes via way of Poopy Bum 12748. Comes to us from Australia, and it was the review was left on the 20th of November, 2019. And the headline of this review, Good Gaming Banter, five stars, and the review reads, Excellent sound quality and great banter. These peeps know their games, have a great rapport with one another. If you are looking for a gaming podcast, you would be a fool to miss this. So Poopy Bum, (laughs) 12748, fantastic iTunes or Apple ID for one. And also an even more fantastic review. Thank you for the iTunes review, Poopy Bum 12748. What do you two legends got to say about this ripper review from Poopy Bum 12748? I um, wonder if there's a relation to uh, uh, Mr. Poopy Butthole. Um, that's all oh. I could think about from like Rick and, was it Rick Rick and Morty? Morty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you. Mr. Poopy one two seven four or, or Miz Poopy bum or Miz or Miz yeah, yeah sorry yeah, or sorry Miz or, Mrs. Miz. or <laughs> could be um, thing, couldn't it? what's non non binary title like what's a non binary title them doctor <laughs> Doctor Poopy Night. bum thank you so much for the review we really we really do appreciate it and keep it up keep listening stay poopy. I now want to know the meaning behind this name. Is there meaning or is it just one of those things? It's like, eh, it doesn't matter. I think yeah, I, I like send. those words. They look funny <laughs> together. Or maybe there is a, a deeper, darker story here where there's been a couple of soiled pairs of uh, Max Dax. Shout out, Dreamo. I know you like the Max Dax. Baby? Do you think it's a baby? Somehow babies are leaving reviews now? No, because nah, it's, it's, it's quite no typos. No Actually, typos. Yeah. There's some punctuality in there. Ooh. Like there's some full stops. There's an exclamation point. Already doing better than I would. Yeah. So it's a good baby. Uh, maybe, maybe it could be a young child, but I don't know. Then the ages of when you can have an Apple ID. So I don't know. I don't know the semantics. Well, obviously here. you just say you're 18 or 21. You know. That's what you do on all the websites. That's it. Hey, we've got wholesome, <laughs> honest <laughs> listeners. They would never lie like that. But Poopy Bum One Two Seven Four Eight. Thank you for the review. And thank you everyone else that has left a review and a rating this past year for The Hungry Gamers. And also be sure to do that to all the other podcasts in the hashtag 8 Collective and all the other podcasts you listen to on the daily because these reviews help keep the emotional lights on in our hearts, keeps us tracking and all that other good stuff. So thank you. Now let's get into the serious stuff of this episode. The tradition of Festivus begins with, with the airing of grievances. Okay, so let's start things off with the biggest gaming disappointments of 2019. So this could be singular title. Uh, I've interpreted it into title slash publisher and developer. Uh, Did you want me to lead off with my first grievance or did you want to lead off Dreamo? Because I know our sort of interweave here for this first one. Yeah, I'm just writing down like that you, 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 you bend the rules as you like to see fit, don't you, Brendan? I'm just writing that down for later. Bends the rules. 
Um, okay, yeah, no, we do, we do. Uh, we do. He's actually writing it down. Uh, yeah, I am. I got like a little, <laughs> got a little list going going right there. Brendan, you're up to five from this episode alone. Um, Mate, I'm, I'm making it memorable. Yeah, no. So we we absolutely do. I think for very different reasons. Um, Anthem would probably be the game. Um, I'll let you wax broad about how you feel um, about the whole development process and all. Um, this this game for me, this is just this is an age old story for me now. Where a game is, is you're late, hotly anticipated. I'm I'm late. Yeah, that's a component. That's, that's the age old story for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, someone's writing that down. Um, the the game's highly anticipated. Uh, all the hype in the world, and then within the first week, it just kind of goes belly up. And for me, the biggest disappointment is is that it it looks so promising. When we first saw it at E3, it, it just looked like so much fun, flying in the javelins through all of the sky and the water and then into some kind of weird rift. Uh, and uh, and then the game just goes tits up. So I know you want to talk a bit more again about publish publisher and you probably want to... Also, are you going to link this back to Mass Effect as well? Because I think you should. It's it's fair to... Yeah. You know, anytime we can shit on that game, I think we probably should. Oh, yeah. You know, what, what, what better to time to kick an animal when it's down than when it's down so you know just keep booting keep booting yeah. so I'm, I'm with you like from, from a from a granular level if we're talking games anthem is certainly the the one that stands out for me predominantly i was all about it jumped on the beta invested time there got on it at launch played through the the mainline story level leveled my uh leveled my javelin invested in the world Invest in the characters, but the world was was non-existent. You had one hub where there was just static NPCs almost just dribbling the same shit over and over. Very broken getting in and out of, of the worlds to do to do your missions and, and just your random side quests. And then going back and having to level up at this hub and, and rinse repeat. The, the connectivity, because it is obviously a shared world sci-fi-esque shooter. There was some connection issues at launch. Parties were dropping in and out. Trying to stay in parties was nigh impossible, it felt, sometimes. So just teething pains from the jump. As as you so uh, mentioned before, Dreamo, yep, this is obviously Bioware's second misfire in a row on the back of Mass Effect Andromeda, which was uh, quite, quite the dud upon release. And uh, as a Mass Effect purist and apologist it really hurt me uh anthem did more of the same uh so it's interesting because obviously ea doubled down heavily on this like they pumped so much money into marketing this was everywhere this game leading up to launch like the amount of money they would have lost on this game um and i know you mentioned earlier dreamo where you picked up both south park games for nine bucks black friday and (laughs) cyber monday sales for anthem was four dollars yeah four dollars for a game that came out at the start of this year uh, so you can see how they're feeling about this franchise as a whole. Sort of diving into a broader stroke level uh, on the gaming disappointments, like expanding past the developer to the publisher. EA, obviously the the main sort of powerhouse behind this company, or this game and this this IP, much promise. They're talking about they're going to support it well into the future. Uh, the Cataclysm event, which was meant to bring people back in and get people excited, was an absolute dud. Uh, a lot of departures from Bioware occurred this year. So this game and this franchise is on the ropes already and it, it hasn't been out for 12 months. We'll see if 
next year it maybe has a destiny year two type of resurrection because they are talking about further support and rebuilding the core systems and maybe almost ground zeroing it and starting from scratch uh with some cool overhauls but i don't know i don't know the amount of money they've, they've pumped into this i wonder if they're just going to cut their losses and go sorry guys we're uh, doubling down on the next dragon age instead and uh we'll just never talk of anthem again yeah <laughs> i i just want to i just want to add to that as well um so even the actual initial release was was balls up. So the not talking about post game or post release, but even just in the lead up to it, um, do you remember their their release schedule for all? The oh, it was platforms? a mess. I remember there was the graphic of the grid, and it sort of had like ways to play Anthem was like checkbox here for this way on this day. Yeah. The crosses there. It was it was like the Da Vinci Code. And tying it back into EA, the Origin Premium, I think it was. That was obviously such a motivator um, for them releasing it this way. It was obviously just trying to get more eyeballs on Origin and getting people there and with the premium subscription. It was just uh, so so frustrating and so annoying. So, yeah, not not great. Not great. It's, it's kind of, is it in, in, the, in the decade-long, you know, timeline, how bad of a stuff-up is it, do you think? It can't, it's not No Man's Sky, that's for sure. No, like, I think it's certainly, if, if we're going back to, to the boxing analogies, like it is 12th round, barely standing on its feet. One more hit and it's probably dead, but it could still have a, a fighter's chance and, and land a big hit early next year if they do rebuild this thing the right way. And like, we've, we've seen a lot of gaming communities have have enough faith to, to have a secondary crack at these franchises on a staggered launch. Like, you look at No Man's Sky now, it seems to be, for all intents and purposes, a good game. I haven't been back, but a lot of people have gone back and they're like, this is fantastic. This is how it should have been. Destiny's yeah. another one. Um, a lot of Ubisoft games, you know, the Division and things seem to find their feet nine, 12 months after launch. So so maybe there's hope for it, but I don't know. I feel, I feel pretty burnt and I haven't had any inclination to get back to this game since launch. So I don't know. It's not Maybe not me, but maybe others. Hmm. Well, let's let's close the book on that anthem. And um... yeah, I'll I'll quickly um quickly tack on a couple of honourable mentions that I wanted to uh to bring to light for my gaming grievances and disappointments. Uh, first one, Fallout seventy six done by Bethesda. Obviously, we've heard many a poo pooing of this game over the over the past year, uh, in no small part due to uh, nylon or canvas bag gate. I do have that bag. It is gathering dust in the cupboard but i do have that bag so i'll i'll acknowledge that bethesda came good on that six months after this dumpster fire of a game came out but very broken on release similar issues that we were talking about with anthem where it just seemed undercooked uh the lack of human npcs the fact that they're like selling human npcs as a driver now to go back to this game like nine months after launch just makes no sense to me a lot of sort of stuttering in the graphics connection issues the leveling system left a bit to be desired here and there. So Fallout 76, you're on my list. And lastly, Death Stranding. Just not resonating with me. Like every other person says it's some like art house masterpiece. But for me, it's just not hitting the notes that I was hoping for. And I don't know what those notes were, but this is certainly not what I expect it to be. I haven't finished yet. I'm still about that 20-ish hours in, like I mentioned a few weeks ago, but I'm going to finish it over Christmas. But right now, I just don't have 
the need or desire to go back into this world after having such a good time with things like the Outer Worlds and Jedi Fallen Order. So Death Stranding is my other disappointment for 2019. Mm. Mm. All right. Miss Hart, (laughs) the soapbox is yours. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to say that like Anthem wasn't a grievance for me because I actually had no interest in that game before like its release and I even played the beta and I think I probably said it on the show where I said I don't see any longevity in this game so it was no surprise to me unfortunately so no disappointment on my end um Animal Crossing is one grievance I know why it was pushed back and I understand that and I'm sympathetic I'm just a little sad so Animal Crossing sucks um the main one that I'm gonna say it's gonna be a bit iffy because I didn't play it so I don't know if that kind of lessens my grievance, but um, Borderlands, the new Borderlands game. Um, I like this. Well, I like this. The thing was, is that I was really excited. I couldn't wait for a new Borderlands game. I enjoy all the other Borderlands games and all the DLC that comes with it. So when there was an announcement finally of getting the third Borderlands game, I was hyped. I was excited. I'm like, yes, love this game. Can't wait. Slowly but surely, with like marketing, trailers, a lot of pushing onto content creators to just fill up like YouTube, uh, Twitch, Twitter, just in your face, just constantly smacking you in the face with the game. I kind of got exhausted by it and I kind of stopped caring and then I just got sick of it. And then I would watch some Twitch streams of people playing it and I'd get a vibe and I'm like, this looks like the same game. So um, all my hype got drained from me uh, and I ended up not wanting to play the game. The game that I was looking forward to. More than a million guns, Ali. No, a billion. More than a billion guns. I know, right? Um. I'm not seeing a lot of people within my groups even playing it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was going to be one of the, you know, at least a few people. When did it come out? November? No. October? No. October. October? Yeah. October 7 or 17, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. No, no. Flex like, my, my I'm just kind of... <laughs> Flex away. There's um, But... <laughs> So, yeah, I guess it's just more of the case of, like, kind of just really being exhausted before even a game gets released. Like, I don't think I've really ever had that before for a game that I was genuinely looking forward to. Like, there's a few games this year where I could genuinely say, like, I can't wait for this game's release. But then to actually have it, you know, shoot itself in the foot and lose me is um, quite new. Yes. So the big corporate machine... uh sort of quashed any any enthusiasm you had for this game because you've been a, a borderlands tragic for a while and over the mm-hmm. years when we've been talking about a third one coming there's oh, it's always been met with excitement from you and yeah, I, I feel you I was... though like you, you can't turn around without bumping into some type of crap tied to borderlands 3 whether it be yeah people force feeding it down your throat on twitter or splashed all over your various streaming platforms still gets advertised on a lot of television stations there's uh, you know physical print all through the the shop shopping malls and things like that like it is everywhere it is everywhere and, and you can't i guess fault 
fault 2k uh for investing into that marketing and and sort of media drive but i feel you like i've played the game i haven't finished the campaign but yeah it just didn't hook me and maybe it was all that other stuff in the back end all that not so subliminal messaging where i'm just like you know what i don't really want to play this right now yeah and i get that like you know in order to make a third game it has to be like the other games i get that but there was just nothing new feeling about i get that they made new classes and stuff but even the classes weren't too you know didn't really make me want to jump into it but i don't know it just it sucks it really really sucks it's too much marketing yeah i guess yeah simmer down marketing do you think (laughs) simmer down marketing department (laughs) at 2k um, do you think that, the, and this, sorry, a uh, bit of a tangent, and I promise this sure. won't turn into a stab at Twitch. I promise. <laughs> I fervently <laughs> promise this, right? Tis the season. It's okay, Sam. No, no, no. I'm trying. I'm really trying to take my foot off Twitch's throat. Uh, so I'm aware of um, a streamer who is tied into um, streaming a game for the next year, right? Um, specific time, set number of hours for, for like something like till, you know, mid next year. And uh, there's two things there. One, I, I can't believe that person is going to do that because it just seems so fucking boring. Um, for, fortunately, it's only like one day. But the second thing, more, more importantly, is that these deals happen all the time with video games and content creators. And I don't really recall seeing any sort of disclaimer up front that it's paid advertising is that is that true across the is that like the norm across all content creators that they don't disclose that this is a paid part you know this is they have to they They, they have to uh especially i might just be missing it i'm there's there's a very significant again you know i don't really go in for this stuff but Mm. yeah i just okay that's cool i'm fine with it then it could be they could be doing like tricky wording where they say something like it's a like it's not it's a, like partnership. It's a partnership it's like, with yeah yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah, it's like it's a weird thing. Like they say that they're a something member. With yeah, the, they're a stream the team member of XY. Exactly. But there's a retainer exactly. attached to the back of that. But I think technically, if they're getting paid to play that game, um, then I think it's still a sponsorship or an ad, like. Hashtag okay. sponsorship. I think it has to be somewhere in there. So yeah, technically on their social posts that they should be like, I know on Instagram, you can sort of tag it now as paid promotion with X, Y, yeah. or at the very least you should have a yeah hashtag ad or hashtag sponsored in there. But uh, not many of them do it. Like I know yeah. this and, and I know Dreamo who you're talking to or talking about, sorry, without probably naming names. And yet you don't see any of those hashtag sponsors or ads attached to it yet there is a retainer that they're collecting at the end of every month for doing these contracts. So, uh, yeah, a bit, a bit of a murky, murky situation going on there, okay. but uh, we certainly won't see the end of that anytime soon, that's for sure. No, no way. See, but that's it. It's just, it, it, like, everyone's playing it, everyone's connected to it, like, um, kind of funny, signed up to do a podcast with it, which turned into once a month if at all now like yeah <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't know how you could do like like hats off to these these content creators that managed to squeeze that amount of content out of these these games to do 
weekly, monthly, whatever frequency of podcasts wholly and solely related to some of these static games. Like I know like like Destiny, there's legs there to do a podcast because it's ever-changing and there's new content dropping. But some of these other games where this is what it's going to be from day one moving forward to maybe one little piece of DLC and yet they're churning out <laughs> churning out content like it's insane like and I know there's mm-hmm. methodology there to just try and get some some clicks or some listens or some eyes on on your on your brand so I get that but man it's it'll be tough sledding it'll be tough yeah. sledding trying to to squeeze content out of some of these IPs every every week or whatever frequency mm-hmm couple of other mentions um, from some people from the, the greater community. So, uh, Brandon Frimbot on Facebook. He's Brandon, got a couple of Brandon. disappointments. Brandon Frimbot. So, I just wanted to... That's what I said. Uh, you said Brendan. I said Brandon. Nah, I heard Brendan. And I feel like it's so like you to just see you in everything, but I'm going to write that down too. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to write down... Um, the fact that I, it's probably on your poo-poo well, audio you call because you're not wearing your AT M50 headphones. You're wearing some shitty Apple earpods. Yeah, because of limitations so, uh, in my technical setup because you haven't sent me new gear for a year. I'm writing that down too. Mom, dad, please. It's Christmas. And he smells. See, he had to just adjust his earpod to make sure <laughs> he could hear what God. was coming through just then. <laughs> so Brandon Frimbot via Facebook. He wanted to shed some light on Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 and secondly, Game Freak not giving Sword and Shield full graphical upgrades slash a full Pokedex. What do you guys think on this? Uh, Ultimate Alliance, I totally fucking forgot about, but yes, yes, that was bad. It was a bit of a non-event and I I guess maybe we would have seen more discussion about this game if they had not solely decided to invest on a Switch release. If they dropped this on Xbox or PlayStation, we might have had more chatter and more hype about the game. Like, I enjoyed my time with it, but yeah, it's it's very forgettable. But these games haven't been known as, you know, masterpieces by any stretch of the imagination. I actually remember a lot of people being quite forgiving to Marvel Ultimate Alliance. So when I was saying I found this game quite boring and shit, um, I felt like I was like a few far between. But then slowly a lot of people were kind of noticing the same. So, um, yeah, I guess it kind of just came and went. Mm. And we've kind of forgotten about it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Pokemon, no. I, I think that's justified from Brandon. And then, uh, yeah, Game Freak. Full graphic. I don't see. I don't really agree on the full graphical upgrades piece. I think Sword and Shield are gorgeous looking games, uh, and a nice step in the right direction for that that franchise. But I get some of the pain points, and and there is a lot of uh, obviously angry mob mentality on the back end of the the Pokedex not being the the full the full slate. So I can get what he's saying. It didn't take away my experience, but maybe I'm not the purest of Poke masters like someone like yourself dream who Pokey clearly people. is uh the greatest uh the smack talk that you uh spit towards nato and any other hater mm. uh, on pokemon knows no bounds no, which i love and no rebuttal from nato as well which was also great no no rebuttal at all yeah. because how can you you know how can you make your points known without a podcast it's just it's just un- it's such a damn shame <laughs> Oh, but yeah no I, the, the oh this grievance yeah i don't know like i understand and i empathize and i think i i sit like a step outside as well brendan like you um from the the real 
diehards of the of the franchise who who really want specific things for these games. I'm just not there, so I, I like I can totally empathize um, with the points on graphics and, and the Pokedex. But but like but yeah, sorry, but like you, no problem from my end. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a great experience, you know. Good step in the right direction. So nice work, Game Freak. Mm. Don't uh, don't let the haters get you down. Yeah, NATO. Yeah. So Kingdom Hearts three got a got a couple of mentions. Uh, Elder especially wanted to highlight that to me. I I picked it up on the uh, Black Friday sales. I picked up Did a copy. It, w- it was like fourteen bucks or something. I found. I'm like, yeah. I've never played a Kingdom Hearts game. I'm like, you know what? Fourteen bucks. I'll find some time to play it eventually. <laughs> So this is, this is the I've first never Kingdom played Hearts a Kingdom Hearts game. game. This is the one I'm going to play the shittiest. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> this should be a good experience. I don't think I don't think this game is for you, Brendan. Probably not. But I'm like, you know what? Fourteen bucks. I could have bought three and a half copies of Anthem, but, even, but I'll just buy one copy of Kingdom Hearts. Even just like Kingdom Hearts one, it. I don't think is for you, mate. These games are just like littered with. Final Fantasy characters that you won't recognize. Um, That's all right. But and Disney, Disney characters, characters too, which you probably will. But yeah, yeah. okay. We'll see. I'll report back eventually whenever I decide to, to crack the plastic on this game and, and dabble. It's probably not going to be a good experience, but uh, I bought it for 14 bucks or whatever it was on the uh, the Black Friday sales. So we'll see. We'll see. Would have been better with Anthem. Yeah. Yeah, should have bought my three and a half copies of Anthem, you reckon? Mm. <laughs> um, you know what else I saw on sale the other day for super cheap was Evolve. That's interesting because they've shut the servers down, so you can't even play the game. Yeah, EB Games <laughs> is still selling Evolve for more, I think... That's mean! I think for more than uh, Anthem. <laughs> I think possibly. Bloody electronics boutique. <laughs> Honestly, I <laughs> swear make a to God I saw this. I might actually go back and get a photo because I feel like this sounds in- incredulous. But that happened. And I-, I wasn't sure if there was a single player component to the game that I was missing. But I don't think there was, was there? Yeah, I don't yeah, think so. Like cool. Tur- Turtle Rock pulled the pulled the plug on those servers. Years I think ago. it was March this year. They officially oh, turned them off. <laughs> this year. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Yeah. So uh, here's a bit of love coming our way. And a lot of grievance coming our way from our mates over at the Game Sushi Podcast. Check them out on Facebook. They're streaming on there on the weekly. So here's Nobu and Game Sushi. Hello, Hungry Gamers. It's Nobuyoshi, half of what makes up Game Sushi Podcast. It's that time once again where Festivus is upon the rest of us. And this year, my biggest grievance has to be with Ubisoft's Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Now, I absolutely played the shit out of Wildlands Played from start to finish, including all of the DLCs, and I was so pumped when I heard that Breakpoint was announced. Even more so when I heard that John Bernthal from Punisher and The Walking Dead fame was playing the villain. But seriously, what we received in the end was a was a shit show of bugs, shitty voice acting and dialogue, really depressing enemy AI, and a story that didn't make sense at all. And plus the game was built from the ground up to support the almighty microtransaction. This game was far from what a Ghost Recon game should have been, and a spit to the faces to all the fans, especially with its pay-to-win mechanics. I am utterly gutted, guys. That is what my grievance is. Love the show, guys. Keep up the good work. More power to you. 
and can't wait to hear from you next year. So the next topic in our Festivus for the rest of us, biggest disappointment from the broader geek culture universe. So this could be from film, TV, mainstream media, comics, whatever you want to throw into the ring here to uh, pass judgment upon. Dream, we have a similar one on this again. Yeah, me too. I just want to know that I wrote it down before anyone else did. Yes, can I at least get that? On the live doc, but I've got all offline notes. Oh, well, you know what? What's the point of having a shared centralized note for all of us to look at if no one's going to write on it, Brendan? Writing that down. (laughs) Well, I I don't want to put my grievances towards you on there for public knowledge so you can have time to to counteract. This isn't a competition, Brendan. This isn't... Last week was though, wasn't it? With the Patreon, right? Well, yeah, but that was just, that was clearly the fine rules. Everyone understood what you know where the goalposts were, and I won. Um, so perfectly fine, nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones season series finale was was our, I guess, collective grievance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Uh, like I know there was probably a camp of people who just couldn't give a shit. They were fatigued. They just didn't want to know anything about it or hear it about it ever again. But I was truly upset for the most part with just the execution of how the, the story ended, particularly just the, a mess. the Battle of Winterfell <laughs> stands out to me as kind of one of the more frustrating episodes just because there seemed to be some really common sense things that don't quite go right. Um, the Battle of King's Landing as well is another clear example of that too. <laughs> Brand the broken as king. I, I'm kind of on board with. I can. Spoilers. I can make that make sense of that. I don't care if I spoiled it for you. Look, it's the biggest show in the bloody world, and if you haven't seen the series finale by now, that's on you. Yeah, I just didn't didn't love it. Didn't love it. I was just gonna say, like in the end, like I wouldn't say I was heartbroken or upset. I just kind of felt like my time was wasted. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, I could have just gone with not watching it that would have been better use of my time so that's a life I with wow yeah that, that the sale like that that season just it felt like they mailed it in like they it was obviously a shorter seasonal arc for that season what was six episodes in total even though hbo and everyone else said hey well we can give you the full slate of 10 if you want but uh db weiss and the other bloody db that that heads this thing up they went no we can we can make this work with six episodes and clearly they couldn't because they just glossed over so many stories as quickly as they could just to go yep there's a payoff there's a payoff there's a payoff dun 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 all right let's go to lunch it was just mailed in (laughs) it felt like this season and I'm I'm in complete agreement with you both. Like it was just like, oh, okay. So, you know, eight eight years of people's lives or ten years of people's lives. Just that's it. That's that's the fan service we get. That's um, yep. okay. Thanks for watching. Yeah. Cheers. That's all. Thanks. Yeah. So um, yeah. I'm I'm with you. Like there was such high points in that franchise over the years, and for it just to end on a whimper it felt like and yeah Bran who has no wants and desires and needs all of a sudden he's like yeah okay I'll, I'll rule the world I don't really give a shit but I'll do it and they, they try and you know weave it in that that's why you should be the leader because you have no want to lead this place and it's just like fuck off because your dick don't work yeah yeah <laughs> but if that's the case they could have given it to Grey Worm he don't even have no dick he could have ruled the place <laughs> no he had probably the only good thing like you know like 
and only emotion that they probably got from me in the whole, you know, end of that season. Yeah. But just from to just completely dismiss John um, and just send him away, you know, like who should have been the ruler, obviously based off lineage and things, spoilers. But as Dreamo said, if you're a fan, you would have watched this many months back. Uh, it was just, just a cop out, it felt. And um, yeah, not good, not good. And I just wanted to uh, give a honorable mention to DC and their lack of commitment to franchises and just general uncertainty of how they want to build this DC universe, whether it be in television, where they can swamp thing, which is a great show, mind you. They scrapped it and cut <laughs> episodes in the first season, um, which was just a mess. Recasting Batman for the 500th time. Are they in or they out with this more darker universe they're trying to build? Who the fuck knows? Just make a decision and commit to it, DC, please. But that's yeah, my uh, that's my it. honorable mention. Being a DC tragic, it just sucks ass. But I can report that the Harley Quinn cartoon is so far pretty damn good. I am still pissy. They decided to give Bane the stupid fucking Bane voice, <laughs> but whatever. He's actually quite adorable. Um, I watched the second episode last night and he's quite cute nice so that's a positive dc can get one thing right at least i so, thought i thought yeah i thought they're on the right track aquaman was pretty cool no i liked aquaman right. it was a feast for the eyes but they just seem to just be so unsure of what they want to do with this this world that they're building obviously wonder woman 2 yeah the the trailer for that gets dropped tomorrow um so by the time you listen to this they'll have the the trailer for that like wonder woman's one of the best films in all of superhero lore, in my opinion, that exists. I love that movie. Wait, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. All superhero lore? Yeah. Like, I'm talking I'm DC, Marvel. It is up there with the best. I'm sorry. Have you seen Blade 2? Yeah. It, it is good. I, yeah. I really like Blade 1. We're not going to talk about Blade 3. Definitely not talking about Blade 3 with oh, Triple no, H. Away from that one. But uh, Blade oh, 2 Everyone is pretty knows. great. And you just activated Ali's trap card there, Brendan. <laughs> Ali hits you with Blade 2 Yeah. my only other grievance that I want to throw in is that I feel like these Disney real life feature movies that they've been releasing have been pretty shit the Mulan trailer dropped recently and it looks good great grievance but Aladdin was disappointing great grievance Aladdin was really fucking disappointing Lion King was disappointing you had fucking Childish Gambino in there and yet you decided to team him up with someone like Beyonce who has a personality like Custard it was so sad that movie sucked so, mm. yeah. go back about probably 20 episodes 15 episodes you'd hear our grievances on the Lion King there was, but there, like, there were so many things that I could enjoy about it, like little, little things that I did enjoy about Lion King. But it's like you can't counter it with no. the crap, unfortunately. So I feel like, don't take this the wrong way, either of you. But I, I saw that twice in the cinemas, and then watched the real one, the first one, same day on the second viewing. So I feel the most qualified to say it is a garbage dumpster fire. <laughs> and the the original is just so much more superior for so many reasons. Including oh, yeah. the fact that it is shorter than the re- the one released this year, so much better. Yeah. Well. Anyway. Oh, the, the cut the the animated version is fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's just so much joy attached to that. Where this one, they were just there for the paycheck. Yeah. You know, the the voice acting was mailed in. The songs were lackluster. Everything like we don't need to go up, into, into depths. Yeah. Be prepared. <laughs> it's just like monotone <laughs> Make shit. Make sure you're prepared for the... Yeah, you fucking idiots. Sorry. 
Yeah, bring back Jeremy Irons. He did the first yes. one, didn't he? He mm. crushed it as yeah, Scar. He did. All right. The next uh, bit of grievance comes from our friends over at News to Reviews. It's the new podcast from a couple of Aussie legends. So uh, let's see what they got to say. Hello, Hungry Gamers and 8-Bit Nation. This is Zach here. And Lockie. From News to Reviews. My, I'll start with my video game grievance. And uh, this may seem pretty petty, to some people, but it's clunky menus in AAA video games. I'm sick and tired of playing games where they've poured hundreds of millions of dollars into it and the menus are still clunky as anything. Ubisoft is one of the worst developers when it comes to this. Ghost Recon, Bland Point, <laughs> Borderlands 3, and Control are three games that stand out to me this year. Control's map was atrocious. <laughs> Yeah, just uh, I think it annoys me specifically because it seems like something that could be very easily fixed. I don't know. I'm not a game developer, but I've seen plenty of games with working menus. So, yeah, that's my grievance. All the games that are... um, I'm a big PC gamer, and all the games that are designed for the consoles, like all the the Ubisoft games, when you go into the menu, you have to click and hold. What the fuck is up with clicking and holding? Why do I need to wait two seconds to continue to ongoingly have made the decision to select my menu option? (laughs) That is absolutely fucked, and that's, that's happened for a couple of years now yeah destiny fuck me <laughs> so yeah there you have it uh menus in AAA video games that's uh that's the news to reviews gaming grievance thank you biggest grievance within the industry and or community dreamer you want to lead us off uh sure yeah um so mine the the one i picked my my biggest grievance is to do with the blitz chung con- controversy that uh, unfolded in the second half of this year. Um, To give a quick summary of what this is about, Blizzard banned Hong Kong pro Hearthstone player Blitzchung from competitive play and stripped him of $10,000 in prize winnings um, from the Hearthstone professional circuit after Blitzchung um, publicly advocated for a Hong Kong revolution. This is obviously set against the backdrop of the Hong Kong protests that have been going on for what feels like forever and, and, and are simmering, I think, a little bit at the moment, but still the whole, the whole issue of Hong Kong's um, sovereignty and, and their relationship with China is just such a big, big thing um, and a very complex geopolitical issue. And so I can empathize a little bit with Blizzard, not necessarily wanting one of their professional players making a political statement, um, and using his, his Hearthstone fame to do that. But the biggest problem I have with the way they went about it is that they have absolutely, they themselves made a political statement about how they went about banning him they with five percent investment from chinese gaming company tencent um and obviously pressure from them to to take action against not only him but the two shoutcasters that he was talking to as well um they completely uh savaged him in in unfairly i think again by not only banning him but stripping him of his prize winnings this is someone who's dedicated a lot of time to the game um, and someone who, who it, you know, takes hours and hours and hours just to get to that level. Um, but nope, they took his money away. They took they took his ability to play competitive away for, for I think, 12 months. And then uh, we fast forward to BlizzCon where 
Um, I forget his name. I have it written down here somewhere, actually. It is J. Allen Brack. Here's another grievance. People who just uh, feel like they can get away with just initial for the first name and then middle name, surname. What the fuck's that about? <laughs> I would be S. Michael Abraham. Who gets away with that? Why is that all of a sudden an acceptable way to go about, you know, your day-to-day? But Jalen Brack went, went on to apologize uh, publicly. Um, it was, as someone who, who apologizes a lot for work, I see, I, I see the, the craft behind it. It was, it was just a nothing apology. It was literally mea culpa, fall on the sword. We fucked up. We know. We hold ourselves. He said we hold ourselves to high standards, and we did not live up to those standards. Uh, all right, buddy. So they were um, too slow to respond, or too quick to take action, and too slow to listen and respond, or whatever that famous quote was, and too ignorant to to really to to really understand the fans. I just. I'm, I'm, I'm rambling a little bit now. I'm pissed off that they themselves are so clearly swayed um, by their investors on this issue, on such a very hot political issue. And I feel like it's a very important one. And if someone wants to get up on stage and say something like that, just let them say it, you know? I know I know that's not how it works. Even in sports, it doesn't work that way. And anytime anyone gets remotely political, they get shut down by whatever system they're in. But I just, I've really felt like it was very tone deaf and hugely ironic that um, in shutting them down, they themselves have made a very significant political statement. And also that they're just willing to back down, you know, in what is obviously a very powerful investor. Sorry, that was a ramble. That was a rant. That was well said, though. Very well said. Very well said. (laughs) <laughs> no. and, and I agree with that. That wasn't my uh, my grievance listed. And Ali, I don't think it was yours. No, no, actually, mine's more actually at the community. All right, let's um. let's do it. Fire away, go, Ali. I just really disliked that this year. Um, we saw a lot of um, community members, whether it being gaming or just in pop culture, just doing like outrage and like bitchiness and boycotting and cancelling culture it became very evident um my confliction with this is is that like when when it comes to like gaming and like you know pokemon was the most probably the most recent one where everyone bitched about like boycott because of this boycott because of that you know screw pokemon you know and then you know, I feel like people should be allowed, especially if you're putting your money into something like a game or something, you should be heard. Like, I definitely think it's important to hear your consumer, but the kind of outrage culture and the cancel culture that, you know, is we're seeing more and more and more at the forefront where people would rather complain about not getting their way. Just, it, it makes me very unhappy to be associated with the gaming community and really, really makes me want to detach from it. Like, it's just it's just a negative taste and the other thing that i have a problem with is that we also saw it with the sonic movie oh my goodness <laughs> and the problem the problem i have is it semi worked yeah like we all got a better looking sonic so i'm very conflicted by the fact that i don't think we should bitch and moan and at people so we can get our way but when you have situations like that where we it actually came towards the better it's like it's a it's a very fine line unfortunately so we all sound bitter and shitty and you know 
I mean, with the gaming community, we've got some of the worst people behind us sometimes. Um, but if you want to bitch and complain about something, maybe put your breath towards, ma- you know, matters that are actually important, you know, whether it be like Hong Kong or, you know, sexism and discrimination within like, you know, the gaming workplace, gaming devs being in a union, maybe save your energy for that sort of stuff because that's the stuff that should really be at the forefront, not, you know, I want Bulbasaur. Yeah, 100%. Like, criticism is great, but it has to be constructive. You can't just poo-poo on something and leave it at that. Like, have some reasons, have some justification. Like, there was... Like, I like I liked that you brought up that Sonic thing because, yeah, he did look pretty crappy in the first, the first draft or that initial announcement trailer. So, there was probably a little bit of justification for people to be like, this is kind of shitty. You should fix this instead of just, this is kind of shitty. Screw you directors and producers and artists and whatever else like it, it is a very fine line but it's just this rage culture that we get like we've had a few other people say similar as far as their grievances within the industry and community where baby behavior rage culture just general unnecessary anger towards things there was some talk um, like elder brought up uh, contractors and industry layoffs which ties in with about you're talking about the unionization of gaming mm. where you know at the beginning of this year where ea let go of about 350 employees and contractors like those types of things get swept under the rug as well but just that hatred that's like it's it's not obviously singled out wholly and solely to games and pop culture but there's just so much of that i guess because that's the sphere that we're all in as well that we Mm. see so much of it like eldar also mentioned and um a couple of other people that i've had discussions with have sort of mentioned you know the the misplaced hatred towards certain communities and outlets uh one in particular that eldar wanted to mention was like colin moriarty and his circle where he is like the the measuring stick for for hatred towards figureheads in this space where he's a very divisive operator and you know he's got some opinions and hot takes he said that a good bad or otherwise uh but yeah he's out there fighting his own internal fight and, and dealing with this type of nonsense and that's where i sort of taper off into where a lot of a lot of bad people out there don't seem to get their comeuppance like you look at some of these shit shit eating streamers as i've written in my notes here um just wanted to mention in particular how due to their numbers and their fan base they they get the free pass they get the the gentle Mm. tap on the wrist where some of the other ones that are coming up through that don't have this type of pull and status they get hit hard and fast with bans and fines and whatever else where people like alinity who is spitting vodka into her animals mouths and faces throwing a dog around doing all kinds of pretty heinous um acts that even like peter get involved in saying hey there should be potential criminal charges i don't know the the finer lines of legalities towards animals and things like that but she's still there streaming you know she's still making her money and, and getting her sub cash and donations and whatever else yet some of these other smallers that are getting done for for much less severe breaches of contract or um you know infringements on terms of service get hit hard and fast so there needs to be some consistency regardless if you've got one follower or one million um they need to come down with a with a firmer set of disciplinary rules and and be consistent about it that's that's one thing is the consistent inconsistency of places like twitch 
fucking pisses me off. And I know we don't want to pound too heavily on that. So I'll sort of leave that there. I just wanted to say, because you just mentioned that there's like people that are working hard and they get nothing for it. And then the ones that are doing bad. Dr. Disrespect, who is infamous for not only infidelity, but um, filming people live into uh, bathroom. Nothing wrong with infidelity. You live once, oh, well, guys. Whatever. Get out there. <laughs> Jesus Holy <God>. shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, um, so, but he did he did um, do a live stream video in the men's bathroom um, at an event, which I'm pretty certain should have some legal ramifications. Um, however, don't worry. He may be getting his own TV show. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like money money equals power as they always say and it is very evidenced uh within this gaming content creator space where if you've got the eyes on on the products people will very quickly overlook your transgressions because they know that they can make some money off you which is just yeah you know that's sadly how majority of the world works so it's never going to change but people need to try and make some positive changes and double down and and cut sponsorships and and paid promotions with people like that because it just creates the wrong message to the kids. Mm. But my other grievance is these content creators and outlets siloing themselves off from one another, like share your peers' work, exchange ideas, work together, build each other up instead of trying to to talk people down and do vague subtweets and shit can people from the shadows and all that kind of stuff. Like... Own what you're saying, own what you're doing, own your space in the industry and lift one another up and do what you can to collaborate and work together towards those common goals because there's plenty of room for everybody there and just be better. That's uh, that's my grievance. Amen. All right, we're moving on. So the last piece uh, for this Festivus episode, we're going to be talking about the biggest annoyance and or grievance to do within 8-bit or the Hungry Gamers. So we'll grab a little bit of voice of listener, voice of peer here. And Jono had to chime in. And this was his grievance across just about all these other subcategories. And that is Salim the Dream still not having finished The Last of Us after making that agreement, that bet. So that was his constant nail in the coffin that he wanted to sort of hammer home here. Dreamo, Jono, father-to-be is very... Very unimpressed still with your lack of... Uh, the, he's just not happy with you and The Last of Us or the lack there of completion with The Last of Us. What do you got to say? Um, <laughs> uh, John, I'm never finishing this fucking game. I'm never going to finish this game. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, know, I know that I've probably only got like three hours of game time left, but that's three hours I just don't have for, uh, for The Last of Us. So... <laughs> Maybe when your newborn child grows up, you can brainwash them to finish The Last of Us 1 and 2 um, and possibly 3, you know? Who knows? Dreams do come true, but um, not me, mate. I'm out there. I'm living, flying my own flag, doing my own thing. And uh, unfortunately, The Last of Us is not that. But, you know, and also, is it really that great of a game? You know, it doesn't really... I don't know. It just doesn't doesn't strike the heart chords this, for me the same way it does for uh, I think a lot of other people I'm out there. With you, Sam. I know Ali's with me. Yep, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm also interested to to see that Ali's name isn't listed in this grievance, Jono. So I can't help but take this as a personal um, attack on my my character. I'm gonna take a bet. But um, <laughs> isn't it because you agreed that you'd finish it 
That's why, like, yeah. you, you made a deal with him that you'd play and finish The Last of Us. Where Ali's did just been I? like, I'm never playing this game. Middle fingers. Did I really? <laughs> when did I... When, what was the agreement? Do you know? I, I can't remember, like, verbatim, but I'm game. pretty sure you said you'd play it and finish it. Like By the end of the year? You made an, a bet with him. Maybe when he was on an episode of The Hungry Game as that came around. I, I think I only would... By the end I would, of the I would year. Only, I would only give myself to the end of the year, right? Yeah. 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 Well, TBD... But that was last year. TBD... Could could still happen, Jono. Could still happen. Check in with me in January. <laughs> hmm. Didn't you make this agreement like in 2018 though to finish by I the don't end of that know. year? I could have Brendan, sworn it was last year. Why are you bringing up old shit, Brendan? I don't know. We we make a we make a lot of promises on this show. I've realised, and and I am <laughs> I am definitely a, a, a perpetrator of, of these these promises that we make too. So uh, I'll fall on that. I sword. promise I'll finish the Last of Us by 2020, December 2020, Jono. Check back in with me next year. I okay. promise. I, pro- I would never break a promise. Another one we've had come through as far as the grievance towards us or 8-Bit as a whole. Not enough video content. Half-informed. Are awesome. More of that, please. And I agree. We uh, have not been churning out any video content, especially between us three here on the pod for quite yeah. some time. Uh, so, yep fully aware of that circumstance and uh, I guess that sort of leads into my first grievance and annoyance this isn't a bad one it's more of like an R one like I miss the fact that we aren't all in the one room or the one city anymore I miss being able to to riff with you three you know in the city or at my place and whatever else I, I miss that that physical mm-hmm. interaction and grabbing a meal or a coffee having a giggle all that stuff like we still do great here and make it work and the magic is still flying but yeah my my grievance is that we're sort of um you know splintered around the literally around the globe now so yeah. and that's life you know, it happens <laughs> and you, you never want to to poo on someone for for following their dreams or going on adventures but i, I miss that i miss i miss sitting around the old uh, the hungry table that the dream and oh. i clumsily put together yeah. one saturday beauty of a thing cool mistress like, that thing had nails sticking out. Oh yeah, yeah. Even you the edges sort of take your cl- life in your hand your sitting around that table. Yeah, what was it made of? Like literal it, blood. You, you cut your hand on the edges. It was fantastic. Ply with then like adjustable like stainless steel legs. Like we put some good money and time into it. Uh, so the nameless table, we miss you, we do miss and the uh, we miss table. the memories that we shared around that. But uh, a couple of honourable mentions. I wanted to highlight. Salim the Dream's noisy-ass busted fucking chair and editing the squeaks out of that every time uh, because my OCD with editing this podcast is like a new level now where I'll cut out all those bits, all them little noises and things like that. Um, so sometimes I'll hear Ali's, Ali's nails doing this occasionally. Sorry. Or her erratic internet, I also wanted to mention... Uh, because we've had some issues with that as of late dreams unknown hard drive size quantities where when we go to say like we finish these episodes every week i hold my breath wondering if his audio file will make it to that drive folder in full i'm always like here we go you know and um yeah i don't know like i don't really have minor grievances or major grievances outside of that obviously we could we could make fun of ongoing things like dreams punctuality uh punctuality or lack thereof yeah these these commitments that that we've made here and there that just get 
washed away oh. with the with the with the rain. You know, it happens. I do it a lot. I know the I do it with the best intentions, but then life and now recently hangovers that just follow me for months. It feels like <laughs> get in the way. So um, that's where I'm at with grievances. What about you guys? I struggled to be honest. I really couldn't think of anything new or really that bothered me that much i guess when you kind of disconnected and on the other side of the world nothing really matters so much yeah um all i guess i could say is sam fucking hell buy a shirt and, um, <laughs> <laughs> and brendan let your luscious locks fly man it suits you yeah yeah well i've cut all my hair off so that's not gonna happen for a while it's all gone mm. now. It's the shortest I've ever had my hair since I was eight years old, which is kind of weird. But with the weather right now, I needs it. I needs it. It's so hot. It's so <laughs> hot up here. It's deathly hot. Keeping the beard though, because you know, <laughs> my head's too round. I'm scared how I'd look if I shaved this um, beard off. I'd look like a marble. <laughs> it's okay. I look like I'm almond, so it's fine. <laughs> Dreamo, I know you've got a uh, a pretty uh, extensive list that you've even been adding to furiously over this episode. Give us your grievances. Yeah, how does that vex me? Let me count the ways. I don't know where to start here, Brendan. And look, frankly, I'm not going to lie. I came into this today with nothing but love in my heart and no no, no grievances, but you just, you just want to take shots, don't you? So, um, Brendan, I'm so glad you could talk about commitments. I'm pretty sure I am the only person out of the three of us who has actually fulfilled one of the commitments to their 2019 year. Is that wrong or is that right? It's, it's right. not is wrong the, right now, but it, we've still got another week. Well, you better, you better pick up the sticks and get ranking up on tech and Brendan. I'll tell you what. Because so far, I've got your number on that. So don't come to me talking about commitments. And um, I'm also so glad, Brendan, that you brought up my punctuality. I'm sorry. I didn't uh, decide personally that we should be doing this at 8.30 on a Saturday or a Sunday morning, which ruins my night before. And you know me. I like to go out. I'm I'm a social person. I like to have a drink. I don't like waking up at 8.30, super hungover. Um, but you know, alas, these are the sacrifices I make for you guys. And to throw that back in my face, Brendan, to throw that right back into my face, I just really feel hard done by there. Ali no, is. I'm so Ali's no, Sam. I'm gonna throw that back in your face because you, you, you are the person that said no. We have to record on the weekend because the news has to be relevant. Yeah, you but I mean, but we could do we could do like, like ten. Let's do it midweek, and you're like ten a.m., ten thirty, eleven. A more reasonable time, you know. Mm. Um, so anyway, I I totally understand. I just want to say I that totally you understand. I totally you know, understand that you guys have commitments and stuff, but I just want to throw it out there: the punctuality. You know, sometimes it's just <laughs> if it was eleven, I'd rock up at eleven thirty. We all know it. Um. <laughs> and, and that's and, and we're just doing you a service because this gives you then time to go day drinking. You know, if we do it later in the day, it's going to impede on your your Sunday session that kicks off at eleven or whatever. So we get this done early so you can tackle the day, crack a couple of cold ones at midday or before, and and go about your business. This is my grievances. You get your Brendan. lunchtime kayak. These are my grievances. Oh, there you. Okay. Let me finish. Just in okay. this episode alone, you've said the word venti. 
you have uh, made a complaint about food, which t- annoys me to no end because I just don't understand why it matters to you so much. For some reason, I've got written down here paper cuts. I don't know what that's about. You bend the rules. You're a rule bender. Habitually rule bending. Um, 39.17. I think that's a timestamp for when I coughed. Brendan hasn't sent <laughs> new year. New gear. Brendan hasn't sent new gear. You haven't sent new gear in a while. And while that's not um, actually something I care about, it's on the. It's written down. So oh, it's because you took a stab at my headphones. That's why. Um, you can't read or write because you got Brandon's name wrong. So you're obviously illiterate. Um, doesn't write on the centralized document. Why do we all go to the to the effort of putting this together if you don't write on the centralized document? I've written down audio file. Again, I'm, I'm pretty sure I don't know what that's about. Commitments, yeah, just I already spoke to that. And if I just look around your area there, Brendan, you've got a strip of, of noise-canceling material on the wall there. That I don't know what that's going to do for you, mate. It confounds me. I have no idea why you've just got one random line next to the 8-bit painting behind you on your left. If you just turn around and just acknowledge that it's there. I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Can can you see in the mirror here? Yeah, no, no. I know you've got a wall of soundproofing just here. I know you've got a wall in front of you. It's just that one panel. Immediately behind you, you've got three panels on a whole wall. And I just look at it like, what is that doing for the sound, for the acoustics in that room? It it just is so bizarre to me. Um, And I hate your dumb Gyarados behind you there as well, your Lego Gyarados. Um, <laughs> poor old Gyarados you, you bring him up a lot you really don't like him yeah you really don't I just think that um, to, you know I just don't like it he's, he's a water flying type susceptible to thunder it's just it's a bad combination it's a bad time and he's overrated a lot of people like him you know they think he's super cool go back to 1998 bro there's cooler Pokemon out now word he's a good he's a good beast in sword for me Calabunga <laughs> yeah well you haven't you haven't gone up against the dream team yet Brendan my toxicity would have his way with your Gyarados, that's for sure. I'd, I'd be waiting in that lobby and you'd be late, so I'd have to go to dinner or something. So Yeah, you would. I bet you'd, I don't know. I bet you'd tweet about it too. I would. I'd let it be known. <laughs> and then you'd see that on a Tuesday when you do your weekly check-in. <laughs> monthly, monthly. Um, <laughs> have you installed the Twitter app I again? Did, yeah. You were active this week. No, I'm I did, like, yeah. I, wow, I installed it. Yeah, I'm, um, I decided... I decided that I'd, I'd re-engage um, with, yeah. with you. And then, you know, and then I realized there's so much porn on Twitter. Such a problem. There is so much porn. Yeah, huge problem. Um, that it? Oh, you got some more? No, I think I think that'll do me. I, 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 I'm, I'm happy to be doing, uh, I think, a fourth Festivus. Guys, happy, uh, happy to still find new reasons to hate. It's always good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's very true. One quick counterpoint regarding these these docs that you uh so nicely said that we put together. <laughs> I think you've maybe put two of these together in the hundred and seventy six episodes we've done, and one of those was because I was away. And you know so, what? And you don't even fill it out. Like every week you, you you list the games when we're recording live that you've played that week. Yeah. And you know what? So we don't even have time to like prepare. Docs I put to, the docs I put together, those were maybe some of our best work. Maybe some <laughs> of our best work. I don't have any evidence to back that up, but there's a general feeling in the air that those were the better episodes. 
There was that one time where me and Brendan jumped in the dock and Brendan asked me if I didn't and I said, no, I thought mm. you didn't. It turned out Sam secretly didn't. We were both yeah. surprised. Sometimes I do yeah, good gestures. I, I feel you, you turn over a new leaf occasionally and then you smoke it or something. I don't know. Like it's, uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, here we go. And then it's, it's gone. It's out. See ya. <laughs> but it's part of your Keeps charm. Keeps on the toes. Uh, it's part of your charm. Like, uh, but I, I've had a few other people come at me with a grievance and it's not a shot, but they want more of your fun size episodes. You went that like at a bullet a gate for 35 seconds, released a couple <laughs> of them, they'll bangers. Please try and bring them back. Even if it's like a fortnightly thing, I'd love to bring those back in some regard. They are phenomenal. A flash in the pan, I know. And I'll cop to it. Yeah, it's, it's stuff I like doing and want to do uh, more of, but it, it always becomes um, uh, an issue of time and timing not just time, but timing. And it's hard to actually punch those out midweek. It sounds like a bit of a cop-out, but it's just, it it gets very busy for me, unfortunately, during the week. So, uh, sorry, I won't promise anything. I won't make that mistake. But you, but I, but at the same time, in true um, 8-bit fashion, I will say that you can absolutely expect to see more of those in 2020. Fingers crossed. (laughs) All right, so this has been our annual festest episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. Thanks, everybody, for sending in their grievances, attacking us on the social media with some of their grievances and pain points, and then also us here being reflective slash passive-aggressive slash whatever else you want to throw in with our uh, grievances and uh, annoyances of this past calendar year within the gaming and pop culture space. I don't think too many shots were fired there. The love is still very strong in this room at the very least. I think some of the things we've said towards other other content creators or streamers or businesses, uh, they might think differently of. But you know what? <laughs> Suck it up and get better. You got some problems? Hello at 8bit.net on the email or DM us on the socials at we are 8bit or at Brendan 8bit for myself at Salim TD or at Miss Ali Hart. Come at us because, uh, yeah, we'll come back. Hear it. You know, we're clapping back. We ain't got no fear. So, uh, yeah, this has been episode 176 of The Hungry Gamers. This has been the Festivus edition. Anything you two legends want to say before we close this down for one more final week of 2019? Please don't tweet at me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what Brendan said. Don't tweet at me. (laughs) Come at me, world. Much love. Stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Stay hungry.